Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. Welcome to another episode of the Destroy the Stumps podcast. So today, ladies and gents, just going to be doing a quick recap of the 2023 ICC ODO World Cup. Uh, what a tournament was, interesting tournament. Um, quite a few one-sided games, but still wasn't uh, low on action at all. Full of action, though, and entertainment. There were a few tight games, but not many of them. But uh, still a good World Cup, and it was an interesting one. Anyways, just going to do my five um, uh, five breakout stars, I'd say, from this tournament. And uh, five, uh, five, you'd say, five, five breakout stars from the tournament. And I'd say five um, uh, of the best moments from the tournament and maybe five of the best matches of the tournament. So... And then I'd come up with my, uh, maybe my team of the tournament. So yeah, without further ado, let's just get stuck into it and review uh, the ICC ODO World Cup and um, maybe just give the best five from each. Best five that I believe from this tournament. Uh, so, alright, the five breakaway stars from this tournament. So breakaway stars meaning players who... Featuring their first World Cup, kind of new to international cricket, who have really made an impact already on this uh, on world cricket. Well, you got to say number one would have to be Rachin Ravindra, probably the young star of the tournament from New Zealand. Uh, Rachin Ravindra was absolutely outstanding. He was superb with the ba- uh, bat, bowled some handy overs, decent in the field as well. Uh, real breakout star for New Zealand, and uh, definitely one for the future. Does open the batting a lot for the Wellington Firebirds in domestic cricket, uh, especially in this day and out. There was a call from the Maximum Cricket podcast uh, from Munter. Uh, they are based in New Zealand, so do check them out. Munter, I think, mentioned on his Instagram post saying that Rachel Narenda should be opening for New Zealand, not at number six. He shouldn't be batting at number six. He's not a finisher. And, uh, well, that call was really beneficial. Um, it was a bit of a call. Uh, New Zealand chose Rachel Narenda to bat up the order in the warm-up games against Pakistan and South Africa, which New Zealand did win. But, um, yeah, the warm-up matches, they're just to get used to the conditions, maybe just give the team some practice, so it doesn't really matter too much. But, um, yeah, the, the move paid off after the first game. Rajan Vindra picking up a wicket. Um, his bowling was okay, wasn't the greatest, but his batting was absolutely superb. The way he batted was just superb. Um, kind of reminds me of Yuvraj Singh. Open, uh, high back lift, elegance. Uh, has all the time in the world playing shot, playing all sorts of shots, can play all around the park. Not as tall as um, Yuvraj Singh. Yuvraj Singh was a big was a big guy. He was very tall. Um, but yeah, very, uh, a talented young player, uh, Rachan Ravindra. He was the breakaway player of the tournament for me. And uh, definitely one for the future for New Zealand. He was absolutely outstanding. And uh, yeah, New Zealand will definitely... Well, look to have him in the uh, in squad in their teams for the future. I'd say him. I'd say they'd have to have him as a future player. He's twenty four years of age, just turned twenty four. Plenty of years ahead of him. He will be playing for New Zealand for a long time. And um, as long as he can maintain this type of form, or if he maintains this type of form, he'd be on the path to uh, being one of the greatest players ever. But um, maybe one of New Zealand's greatest players ever. But 
Um, yeah, broke some records. Also equaled Kane. I think he equaled or he scored more runs than Kane Williamson did in the last World Cup. Kane Williamson had a record-breaking World Cup last in 2019. He missed most of the tournament due to injury. Uh, but he batted well as well, Kane Williamson. But, um, yeah, what was that guy's name? Yeah, sorry. Um, yeah, he, he was absolutely brilliant, um, Rajan Ravindra. Superb performance from him in this tournament. Uh, with the bat, very impressive. A uh, couple hundreds, three hundreds. For, um, he has now the most hundreds for a player in a World Cup uh, under the age of 24. Got three hundreds, uh, one against England in the first game. Got his second one against Australia, and then he got one against Pakistan. He was absolutely superb throughout the tournament. And uh, got a couple of half-centuries. I think he got a half-century against um, the Netherlands and also got one against... India as well, so yeah, superb tournament for him. Truly a breakout uh, performer of the tournament for me, and uh, yeah, definitely a superb future. Five hundred and seventy-eight runs in ten matches, one not out, high score of one hundred twenty-three not out, and um, yeah, that was against England, I'm pretty sure, in the first game, and um, averages sixty-four point two two. 106.44 strike rate, three fours, two fifties, 55 fours and 17 sixes. He was absolutely superb. Um, next breakout star of the tournament. Well, I mean, this one could be a bit of an interesting one, but. So, um, Azmatullah Omazai from Afghanistan. He was absolutely superb. Nine matches, 353 runs, 97 not out his high score. Band down the order scored three half centuries, strike, uh, averages 70.60, 97.78 strike rates, uh, 26 fours, 13 sixes. He was really good. Picked up a few handy wickets as well, Asmantola Omazai. Just seeing how many wickets he picked up. He was, did really well with the ball. So did okay with the ball, just a second. He definitely picked up more than one wicket. Yep. So Azmantulama's on nine matches. Uh, he picked up seven wickets. A little bit expensive with the ball. Average is 38.57. Economy rate of 7.10. Not the greatest with the ball, to be honest. 32.57. But picked up seven wickets. Two for 52. Best figures. Handy bowler. Handy batsman, uh, yeah, really good World Cup for him. He was very impressive for Afghanistan. Definitely one they can bank on in the future, especially with his batting. I thought his batting really came along well in this tournament. And uh, yeah, he's got a he's got a bright future ahead of him for Afghanistan. And uh, he is only let's see how old he is. He's only twenty three years of age, so yeah, exactly. In his first World Cup, yeah, he's he's done more than enough to make an impact. Um, another guy I'd say for, this one's for Pakistan, uh, Abdullah Shafiq, he was pretty good in the tournament. 24 years of age, uh, he's got some time on him. Has impressed in the test arena as well already, and, uh, 23rd highest run score in the tournament. 
336 runs, 113 is high score, got 103 50s. He was really good. 93.33 strike rates. So really good tournament for him uh, overall. Yeah, made a huge impact for... For Pakistan. Well, not really huge, but made an impact for Pakistan. Uh, another guy, I'd say... Another guy who was a breakout performer for the... So, in the tournaments. Uh, Dilshan Modashanka from Sri Lanka. 23 years of age. Bowls like Jimmy Devast. A little bit expensive, though, I would have to say. But, picks up wickets. So, he has he had an outstanding strike rate of 22.38. Got a 5-0, got a 4-wicket haul. Best figures of 5 for 80. That was against India in that game where they were bowled out for 60-odd. It was a horrible game for Sri Lanka. But uh, he was one of the few shining lights in a really disappointing tournament for Sri Lanka. Probably their best player along with Sadira Samara Wikrama and um, and Patum Nisanka. Uh, everybody else in that Sri Lankan team had a shocker. Uh, of course, Almendis was good for the first part. Then he just fell off. Nine, wicket, nine matches, uh, 21 wickets for... Madilshan Modushanka, third highest run scorer in the tournament. And, um, our third highest wicket taker in the tournament. 21 wickets, uh, 5 for 80, 25 for average, economy rate of 6.70. He was pretty good. And another guy who was very impressive, probably a breakout performer in the tournament, was, um, Gerald Kotsia from South Africa. Eight matches, um, 20 wickets, 4 for 44 is best figures, 19.80 average, which is outstanding. Uh, economy rate of 6.23 can be a bit expensive, but strike rate of 19.05, one four-wicket haul. Um, he came in the squad in place of Enric Nokia, who was originally supposed to be a part of the South African squad, but he missed it due to injury. I think now Enric Nokia might, may, might be a bit difficult for him to come back into the South African um, ODI squad now. Uh, with Joel Kutzia performing well. Performing so well in the tournament for South Africa. Actually, and that's my top five. Actually, just in place of Abdullah Shafiq, who was good for Pakistan, I would say the other breakout stars. So my five breakout stars would be um, for the tournament. Rachin Ravindra, of course. New Zealand. Azma Talomazai from Afghanistan. Then in place of um, Abdullah Shafiq, I would say... I'd say, um, yeah, Marco Janssen from South Africa. And um, then you've got uh, Joel Kotsia and Dilshan Madhushanka. So yeah, those are my five, um, five breakout stars for the, from the tournament, from this 2023 ICC ODI World Cup. Rachan Ravindra, Asma Tolomazai, Marco Janssen, Dilshan Madhushanka and um, and Joel Kotsia. So I'm getting old, eh? But anyways, yeah, those are my five breakout stars. Just with Marco Jansen, I'll explain why. Very handy runs down the order. I knew he was useful with the bat, but I never knew he could be this damaging. Nine matches, 157 runs, 31.40 average with the bat. Band down the order at number six, number seven at times. Most of the time, number seven. High score, 75, not out. I think that was against England. He absolutely blitzed them in that game. 110.56, strike rate, 150 to his name. He was absolutely brutal. 
nine fours, nine sixes, really handy, the big man from South Africa, and with the ball, he was excellent as well, nine matches, 17 wickets, three for 31, averages 26.47, climbing rate of 6.52, a striker of 24.35, he was really good, the big man from... Uh, From South Africa. Yeah, so really good stuff for Marco Janssen. Uh, he had a good tournament. Made a huge impact for South Africa. Getting those wickets up front. And uh, in most of the games. So those are my five breakout stars of the tournament. Uh, Ratra Navendra from New Zealand. Uh, Gerald Kotsia from South Africa. Uh, Marco Jansen from South Africa, Asmatol Omazai from Afghanistan, and uh, Dilshan Madushanka from Sri Lanka. Those are my five breakout stars from the tournament. Honorable mention, you'd have to say Abdullah Shafiq as well from Pakistan. Uh, he had a pretty good tournament as well. But, um, yeah, those are my five breakout stars from the tournament. Five uh, matches of the tournament, best matches of the tournament, you'd have to say. Um... Well, the first, I'd say that probably the best match of the tournament would have to be that um, Australia-Afghanistan game. Easily the match of the tournament for me. The way Glenn Maxwell played, probably one of the greatest innings of all time. Uh, a, a classic innings. That, that's probably one of the best innings I've ever seen uh, from any player in ODIs. Basically rescued Australia from the brink of defeat. Uh, they were certain to lose. 97 for... Sorry, they were 97 for se uh, seven, so 91 for seven after 18.3 overs. Only the bowlers left. Pat Cummins playing a, a instrumental knock uh, to give Glenn Maxwell support. Glenn Maxwell scoring pretty much uh, 70, 60, 70% of the runs in that innings. Probably one of the best innings of all time. That game uh, between Australia and Afghanistan, which was played at the Wankade Stadium in Mumbai, that is probably the game of the tournament. Second best game of the tournament, I'd say Pakistan versus um, South Africa. Boy, oh boy, what a game that was. Uh, absolute thriller. And Chennai, one wicket victory for South Africa with 16 balls remaining. Keshav Maharaj holding his nerve at the end to get South Africa over the line. And Pakistan's chances in the World Cup of qualifying for the semis just decreased with that game, with that loss. It just really got tough for them. Then uh, the other game of the tournament, I'd say... Um, Another game, same day, same uh, same day, on the same day, it was uh, Australia-New Zealand, the day-night fixture at uh, Dharamshala, the last game, um, the last game of the tournament to be played at Dharamshala, it was a wonderful stadium, had some good moments there, uh, had some bad moments with the outfield, much maligned outfield over there, um, a lot of, uh, the outfield wasn't really smooth and players got their knees stuck in the outfield and sliding on the ground you know like to save the runs and saving the fours and cutting the singles down cutting the twos down was a bit you know cutting the threes down was just a bit risky uh on that outfield so that outfield was criticized but it did have some great moments it did have some really good games um and this was one of them probably and what a way to end that that part of the tournament the Durham shadow league of the tournament australia Posting a massive total of 388. They were bowled out in the end. 
Uh, New Zealand, 383 for 9 off 50 overs. And... Um, only for Australia winning by five runs off the last over. It was an absolute thriller. New Zealand, unfortunately, just couldn't get over the line. It would have been a special victory if New Zealand pulled off, and that would have been the highest um, chase in an ODI World Cup match. So, yeah, not to be for New Zealand, but, yeah, well done to Australia just holding on in the end. That was a superb game of cricket. Another good game of cricket, I'd say, probably the, the next best game of the tournament. Oh boy, oh boy, this one had some controversy, didn't it? Uh, Sri Lanka versus Bangladesh and Delhi. That was an absolute thriller. Um, well, nah, maybe not Sri Lanka versus Delhi, uh, Bangladesh. That was Bangladesh had the game, to be honest. Um, yeah. Probably another game, I'd say. Um, another really good game in the tournament. Even though they won... Oh, yeah. Netherlands versus South Africa. Huge upset, this one. Um... Probably one of the games of the tournament, you'd have to say. Uh, Netherlands batting first. Rain reduced, uh, so match reduced to 43 overs due to rain early on. And um, Dome Shala, Dome Shala producing the goods again. Uh, Netherlands batting first, 245 for eight. Captain Scott Edwards equaling the record for the most half centuries for Netherlands batsmen in ODIs. And... Um, and then... Uh, yeah, South Africa scored 207 all out. Uh, Netherlands just kept picking wickets. There was a stage where South Africa win it, but towards the end of the game, yep, you just knew the Netherlands had the game. And they pulled off a bold South Africa for 207 in 42.5 overs, pulling off one of the greatest upsets of all time in ODI cricket history, ODI World Cup history. And then the next best game, I'd have to say, uh, of the tournament, in terms of close contest, you'd have to say this game between... Um, Netherlands, New Zealand, and India. Uh, India and Dharamshala was a close game. No, actually, maybe not. Um, then the next game, I'd say, probably the game of the tournaments. Another really good game. Probably the biggest upset ever in World Cup history. Yes, it was a comfortable win by Afghanistan in the end, but boy, oh boy, what a win it was. A special, special moment. Just after a huge, huge game between India and Pakistan at Ahmedabad. And then uh, on the Saturday... That week at the Narendra Modi Stadium in Gujarat. Then Afghanistan versus England. England didn't bet out the full 50 overs. Afghanistan didn't bet out their full 50 overs either. So yeah, uh, 49.5 overs. Uh, well, just one ball short. So Afghanistan... Uh, 284 all out in 49.5 overs. England bowled out for 215 in 40.3 overs. If England batted their full 50 overs, they would have won, but wasn't to be. Majib Rahman, handy runs at the end. Three wickets as well. Rashid Khan bowled beautifully as well. So did Mohamed Nabi. Afghanistan spin bowling was absolutely superb in that game. And they won a special game at the Orange Jatley Stadium in Delhi. Uh, winning that game by 69 runs. A special moment for Afghanistan starting cricket and one of the games of the tournament so those are my five games of the tournament you got um number one of course you got australia versus afghanistan at uh the wankadi stadium in mumbai that is an all-time classic all-time classic innings from glenn maxwell and then um then you've got um so australia versus uh, afghanistan at the wankadi stadium then you got uh, New Zealand versus uh, Australia. 
That game at uh, Durham Shiloh was superb. New Zealand just couldn't quite get out of the line. Australia nearly losing the game after posting a really good total. And then um, Pakistan versus South Africa, a one-wicket victory for Pakistan. So for South Africa, Keshav Maharaj guiding the team home uh, in an absolute thriller just with one wicket to spare. And then um, then you've got Netherlands versus South Africa. Netherlands pulling off an uh, upset for the ages, uh, defeating South Africa, really restricting them and defeating them, uh, defeating them in quite special circumstances. Uh, it's been, uh, it's been a special moment for Netherlands cricket. And then also uh, the last match I'd say of the tournament would be Afghanistan versus England. That upset from Afghanistan was special. One of the most special moments in Afghanistan cricket, probably. And uh, one of the best moments in World Cup history. Absolutely superb victory for Afghanistan. So five games of the tournament for me. Um, I'll just repeat them again. Read them, repeat them again. Five games of the tournament. Australia versus Afghanistan at uh, the Wankadeh Stadium in Mumbai. Pakistan versus South Africa. The second uh, game of the tournament. Uh, probably second best game of the tournament. Uh, say that again, sorry. So... Best games of the tournament. Yep, best games of the tournament for me. The top five games of the tournament. Australia versus Afghanistan at the Wankade Stadium in Mumbai. Second best game of the tournament, I'd say Pakistan versus South Africa. at um, That was at Chennai, I'm pretty sure. Yep, in Chennai. And then also the number three. Third best game of the tournament. Australia versus New Zealand at Durham Shala. Fourth best game of the tournament. Netherlands versus South Africa at Durham Shala. And then the fifth best game of the tournament, uh, England versus Afghanistan. Afghanistan pulling off an upset for the ages at uh, the Aaron Jetley Stadium in Delhi. And then top five uh, performances in the tournament. Bowling, batting, whatever, you name it. Special performances in this tournament. Well, well, uh, number one performance of the tournament. Glenn Maxwell's double hundred against um, against Afghanistan. Circumstances, team was ninety one for seven, pretty much all out. It was just him. He had cramps. Uh, he was batting basically on two legs. Probably the uh, the best innings in a World Cup match, I'd have to say, and probably one of the greatest innings of all time uh, against the odds, pulling off a splendid victory, a victory for the ages. That really ignited Australia's World Cup campaign because, um, yeah, look, Australia looked like they were going to make the semis anyway, but that just really took them to that level where they were just going to pull it off and um, where they were just going to win it. And um, so where they had that belief that they were going to win it, and that was probably, yeah, that innings really just sparked them, made them believe that they could win the game from anywhere. And uh, they went on to win the next three games, winning, the, uh, winning that game against... Bangladesh, the last group game of the tournament, they beat Bangladesh quite easily. And um, then the, the game against uh, South Africa, the semi-final in Kolkata, 10th game, but Australia getting over the line there and going through to another World Cup final and then beating India in the final at uh, Ahmedabad and Gujarat. So, yeah, a couple of special victories for um, Australia to round off the tournament, but that innings really just took Australia to that level where they just... 
belief that they weren't going to lose the World Cup and they could win from any situation, and they sure did do that. Then the next game, uh, the next best performance from the tournament, I have to say Mohamed Shami's uh, seven-wicket haul against New Zealand in the semi-final. India were under a bit of pressure. Daryl Mitchell was looking really dangerous. Uh, he came back in, Mohamed Shami. Got the early two wickets, then he came back in and picked up picked up the wicket of um, of Kane Williamson and Latham in, uh, in a short space of time. And that was that, really. Uh, New Zealand just faltered after that. There was the odd moment where they looked like they were going to come back. But, yeah, he just cleaned it up for India and sealed the place in the semi-final, resting, uh, putting to bed to the, the ghosts of the 2019 World Cup semi-final loss to New Zealand at, at uh, Manchester. So, special uh, performance from Mohamed Shami in that game. Uh, another one, well, another special performance. I have to say... Uh, What was another good performance in that World Cup, man? Some quite a few good performances, I'd have to say. Uh, Rajan Ravendra's century against um, Rajan Ravendra and Devon Conway's centuries against. Um, England in the first game made real light work of that total. Special innings from those two. They just looked like they were banging on a different pitch and made real light work of England's total. And then, um, yeah, special performance from a young man. That really announced him on the world stage. Um, also then, another really good performance for, in this tournament, you'd have to say. For Pakistan, you'd have to say uh, Farkas Zaman's 100 against New Zealand. Keeping them ahead of the required run rate at that stage. Special innings. Could he possibly, if New Zealand, if they batted the full 50 overs, could they have won the game? Who knows? But uh, chasing 400, then uh, that, that was a special innings from him. That's probably one of the better performances in the tournament. And uh, another brilliant performance in the tournament, well... Then another one I'd say is Quentin de Kock's 100 against uh, Bangladesh. Boy, oh boy, did he rip them apart or what. Uh, absolutely ripped them apart. Uh, he had a superb tournament, Quentin de Kock. 400s in the tournament. He was superb. And um, really instrumental for, uh, figure in South Africa qualifying for the semifinals and uh, really making an impact in this World Cup. So the five performances of the tournament, I'd say, um, Glenn Maxwell's... Uh, Double hundred against Afghanistan, probably the best performance of the tournament by far. Then you've got uh, number two. You'd have Mohamed Shami seven wicket haul against New Zealand in the semi final. Superb performance from Mohamed Shami there. Number three, you've got Devon Conway and Rajan Ravindra's masterclass against England, making real light work of a steep to uh, of a total that is definitely challenging on most occasions. 
They were absolutely brilliant and made real light work of that total. And number four, fuckers of the month, um, 100 against New Zealand. Kept Pakistan ahead of the required, um, required rate and also ahead of the Duckworth Lewis target at that stage. Got two vital points for, for Pakistan. Would they have wanted to win that game uh, with 50, uh, chase down that 400 odd? Well, who knows? If they, they could have pulled it off, but um, nonetheless, a superb innings from Fakhar Zaman. And uh, yeah, helping Pakistan, uh, well, keeping Pakistan's hopes alive in the World Cup. Then uh, another really good performance in this World Cup. A, a wonderful performance, I'd say. Quinton de Kock's 100 against, um, 100 against uh, Bangladesh. Flawless, didn't really look like he was going to get out. And just continued his superb form. That was his third hundred of the tournament after scoring two hundreds in the first games uh, in South Africa's first two games of the tournament against uh, Sri Lanka and Australia, and then backing it up with a superb hundred. This was his last World Cup for South Africa, and he was absolutely superb. And that said, he won't be playing any more ADIs for South Africa. Um, maybe not in the near future, but he could possibly come back for one more World Cup uh, for the home World Cup, which is in 2027. They're going to be playing the World Cup in South Africa. In 2027, the ICC ODO World Cup, so maybe he might come back in time for one more World Cup. Still 31. Uh, last one for me, uh, the team of the tournament. Well, uh, the ICC, I think ESPN Cricket Info, the ICC um, chose theirs. Uh, but I'll choose mine. Here we go. Quentin de Kock opening with Wright Sharma. That's your opening batsman. Wright Sharma probably captain for for the team of the tournament. Then I'd have a number three, Virat Kohli. Leading run score in the tournament. Broke records. Now he's the highest... Uh, highest Century maker in World Cup in sorry in ODI cricket history, got three ODI World Cup um, hundreds in his tournament, five World Cup ODI World Cup hundreds in total. So sealed this place as the greatest ODI batsman ever, and um, probably one of India's greatest batsmen. Arguably, could be India's greatest batsman. Definitely still debatable, but probably not in ODIs. Definitely not debatable in ODIs. Easily India's best ODI batsman ever, and. Um, Then, 
Number four, you got Daryl Mitchell. What a tournament he had. He was absolutely outstanding for New Zealand. Um, hundreds against India in the world in both games against India. Scoring vital runs when New Zealand needed it. Up the ante when New Zealand needed him to. Superb stuff from Daryl Mitchell. He was outstanding. He's having a superb run in international cricket the last one or two years. He's just taken his form, taken his game to another level, especially since that England series. Um, middle of last year, he's just been another player. And um, so he's just been on another level. I think so, more more so his game really just shifted after that semi-final in 2021 in the 21, 2021 T20 World Cup against um, semi-final against England, scoring out a half-century, match-winning half-century and sealing the game for New Zealand in a tense game. And, um, yeah, him and Jimmy Nation going ballistic. I think it was Ish Sodi or something uh, and him batting at the end. And then... Yeah, Daryl Mitchell, number four. Number five, you'd have Cal Rahul. Probably I'd go wicketkeeper, Quinton de Kock, but Cal Rahul's superb performance from him in this tournament. He was outstanding. Number six. Jeez, number six. Um, Who would I have at number six? Yep, Len Maxwell. Uh, handy overs with the ball. He was outstanding for Australia. Uh, in the field, excellent. Only dropped one catch. That was the first time I've ever seen Glenn Maxwell drop a catch. Otherwise, he is superb in the field. Really tried his hardest for Australia. Even when Australia was struggling early on in the tournament, you could see he was putting his effort in effort in the whole time. Um, picked up wickets at times with the ball, and also kept things tight. Kept the overs. Um, kept the overs flowing. Got the kept Australia um, at par with the required over rate as well, so they didn't fall behind. And they wouldn't be punished uh, for a slow over rate. Um, make sure the overs were on target as well. And also bowled handy overs, keeping one end tight while the other bowlers could be bowlers could be rotated at the other end. He was absolutely superb uh, with that. And also two superb knocks. The fastest World Cup 100 uh, against Netherlands and then an excellent double 100 against Afghanistan. Handy runs in between, hitting the World Cup, winning, uh, World Cup run, the winning World Cup runs as well for Australia. Gee, what a tournament. Started with a duck against India, but or maybe just one or something. Low score against India and ended the tournament hitting the World Cup with the winning runs. Absolutely superb turnaround for him. What a tournament. Roller coaster for him. Uh, roller coaster tournament for him, but superb tournament nonetheless. He was absolutely superb. Glenn Maxwell. Number seven, I'd have Marco Jensen from South Africa. Boy, oh boy, was he good or what? Um, Handy runs with the ball, handy runs with the bat, superb, absolutely superb. Then um, number eight, I have Mohamed Shami. The stats say it all. Leading wicket taker for India in World Cup history, leading wicket taker uh, for India in a single World Cup edition, uh, leading wicket taker of the tournament, and uh, just in a few games, didn't even play the first four or five games for India, and. Um, yeah, first four games for India, and he just comes in and uh, takes a bucket loads of wickets. Uh, three five-wicket hauls as well. Most five-wicket hauls in a single World Cup edition as well. Uh, what a tournament he had. Out-and-out strike bowler. Probably one of India's best ODI bowlers as well. And then um, number five. So, and then number nine. 
have uh, Gerald Kutzer from South Africa. Breakaway tournament for him. He was absolutely outstanding. Uh, you couldn't ask for more from him. And um, then number 10, I'd have uh, Adam Zampa from Australia. Boy, oh boy, was he good or what. He was outstanding, Adam Zampa. Probably one of the prime reasons why Australia won the World Cup, uh, picking up wickets and clusters, bowling. Um, even though he got hammered in the first two games against South Africa and India, he came back beautifully for the rest of the tournament. Hardly had a bad game and just kept picking up wickets and clusters and helped uh, providing final contributions with the ball in all the games for Australia. Uh, on their on the way to winning eight matches in a row in the tournament. So nine matches in a row. Absolutely outstanding from uh, Adam Zampa. And number 11, I'd have... Um, well, this one might be a little bit controversial, but uh, I'd have um, nah, Jasper Bormer really couldn't have a team without you. Couldn't have a team without Jasper Bormer. He was um, ICC tournament uh, team of the tournament without Jasper Bormer. Absolutely outstanding. Couldn't ask for more from him. He was just superb. What a player he! Uh, just economical. Hardly got beaten up. Uh, hardly leaked that many runs in the tournament. Just economical. Kept things tight, kept getting wickets, vital wickets for India. And, uh, yeah, what a tournament for him. So basically dominated by uh, South Africa, India, and Australia. But, yeah, Australia winning the World Cup in the end. That was my team of the tournament. Or maybe I'd say Dilshan Matushanka I'd probably have over Boomer. Even though Boomer was economical, but, yeah, wickets. He did pick up wickets, though. So yeah, Dilshan Madhushanka from Sri Lanka. You'd have him or Boomer. Probably at number eleven might go Dilshan Madhushanka just to make it a bit even. Anyways, um, yeah, that's my team of the tournament. Um, Quinton de Kock, Rohit Sharma, number three, Virat Kohli, number four, Daryl Mitchell, number five, Carl Rahul. Why would I have Carl Rahul? Nah, probably not, eh? I wouldn't have Cal Rahul. Yeah, number four, Daryl Mitchell. Number five, Cal Rahul, I'd say. Yeah, Cal Rahul. He was superb. And then um, number six, Glenn Maxwell. Number seven, uh, Marco Janssen, number eight, Mohamed Shami, number nine, Gerald Kotsia, and then number number ten, Adam Zampa, and number eleven, uh, Dilshan Madushanka. And that's my team of the tournament, uh, pretty much for this tournament. And that's my review of the 2023 World Cup. We'll review it probably in full uh, the next time the World Cup comes around if podcasts are still available. Anyways, guys, thank you very much for tuning in. Stay safe wherever you are. Until next time, it's bye for now, and we are out of here. Let's go.